Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday morning. Hoping all's well with you out there today as always, and hope that you're getting pumped for Thanksgiving. Today I wanted to talk about something that someone actually commented about on one of my episodes earlier this week, and I was already planning on talking about this topic before this comment came in, so it was just kind of like serendipitous timing that this person made this comment. They made the comment on one of my YouTube videos, uh, which was, you know, it's the same as these episodes, I just try and put them on YouTube as well, and um, so big shout out to at CodyDrew352 for also uh, recognizing this. I wanted to touch on this aspect of stigma that comes from using Kratom, and I've done an episode about it before. I'm not going to get into all that stuff again this time. It was a long ranting episode, (laughs) but feel free to check it out. But essentially, I think that there is a stigma that comes with using Kratom. Now, regardless of what you think of it, it's there. And one of the things that I keep seeing over and over again, a lot, a lot, a lot, is people mentioning that they don't mention to their doctors that they use Kratom. This is something I see a lot. People do not talk about using Kratom when their doctors ask what sorts of things that person takes. This doesn't have to be a targeted thing. It can't. It's, it's not just like you know, you take a drug test or something, or um, or if they're asking you, do you smoke? Do you drink? Is there anything else you do that you shouldn't be doing? You know, it, not even just like that. It could be you went to the doctor for a normal checkup last year, and you happen to be taking like you know vitamin B twelve every day, and you mention that, so they have that written down. A year later, you go to the doctor for a normal checkup, and they look at your chart and they say. I have it on my chart here that you're taking vitamin B12 every day. Are you still taking that? Yes or no. And then, you know, is there anything else that you're doing, you know, that I don't have here? Like, it doesn't have to be like an aggressive targeted thing, but a lot of people don't then respond. Yes, well, I do take Kratom. And from what I can tell, there are some pretty specific reasons why that's the case. But I think they all boil down to the fact that there is stigma around Kratom. This can be pretty much broken down, in my opinion, into what someone who's going into the doctor's office thinks the doctor is going to think about them using Kratom. And it kind of gets into this one. I guess I'll bring up one aspect of the stigma episode that I did a while back. There was a sociologist who talked about the looking glass self. And the looking glass self is essentially as follows. Your personality can be broken down into how you see yourself, how others see you, and then how you act and appear as a result of you knowing that other people see you that way. 
Isn't that interesting? So it's like there's a you, and then there's a you from the perspective of someone else. But then you know that they see you in a different way, and how do you act as a result of that? That's you as well. So it kind of makes me think of that through the looking glass self theory of, of our personalities. It's almost like it would be in anyone's best interest to just tell a doctor what they're taking so that everyone knows, you know, what's in their body, what they're doing, if any of their prescriptions would interact poorly with that. And it would also just help doctors and and nurses and everyone in the medical fields understand how prevalent Kratom use is in the U.S. and not just go off of these statistical estimates that could vary very widely. And, and, you know, there, there's a boost of research for you. A lot of people would have more numbers and there'd be more interest in it, I think. But there's not, you know, th- this, that's not the case. I think that a lot of people don't talk about it because they're afraid of what doctors will think about that person as a result. Or at least they'll be afraid of, you know, I, I've, I get this feeling all the time. Like, it, it's scary to, tr- to think about the fact that maybe when you go to the doctor's office and you tell them something that they're not going to like it. Because it's almost like they have your health in their hands, and if they aren't happy, then that means you're not doing well, you know? I don't think everyone feels that way, but I certainly get that way, you know? I'm afraid of judgment, even from someone who is trying to keep me healthy, and I might not even agree with everything that that my doctor says, but I happen to know that my doctor is, is a good person, and they want what's best for me. I know this person very well. So in my case, I have a very good doctor. I know that's not always the case for people, but for me, it's true. So it's an interesting situation that I think a lot of people find themselves in. And I've been thinking a lot about that because it feels like to me, with the Kratom-related deaths that are cited these days in the news... If people had been open about using Kratom with their doctors and their doctors looked into it and said, okay, I'm okay with you using it, or if they looked into it and said, okay, you shouldn't be using this, or if they looked into it and said, there's nothing wrong with Kratom, but you shouldn't be using it with the prescription that you have right now. So I I would recommend that you stop using Kratom. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There you, there you go. You know, you have a, a, a healthcare professional weighing in on on someone's uh, habits or tendencies or behaviors or or um, just their decision to start taking kratom. And as a result of that, if someone passes away from an overdose, 
that's then later, you know, considered to be a kratom related death. You have a doctor who says, well, I knew, you know, they, they, they asked if it was okay to take it. And I said, it looked fine. And think about how game changing that is. Think about how that would change the way that these kratom related deaths are talked about. Because right now, I think that that part is missing. It's just, it happens, the family members then realize that this person's taking Kratom when they had no idea beforehand what Kratom was. And then on the post-mortem toxicology report, it shows Kratom's there. And the um, the autopsy concludes that it's a, you know, Kratom-related death or mitragynine toxicity or something like that. And there's not really... It's like, where's the doctor? You know, I guess that's my point. Where's the doctor? And in addition to that, I just think about how some people who, when they die from an overdose of any sort, and it's labeled as at least kratom related, when that happens, it it's it's like there's other things in that person's body that everyone recognizes to be the case because it's not kratom caused it's kratom related so it's like there are other things at play according to the autopsy right and in those cases that would also be really important for that doctor to have known about that because then this blame doesn't go towards like the fact that kratom exists and is out there it would it would be more like okay this doctor said that this person could take kratom and that it's okay even though this person takes this and this and this and that if they're taking those things it probably isn't a good idea to be introducing something else uh that acts on this receptor or uh, uses this enzyme pathway like like it does not have to be so you're all for kratom or all against it can be specific to people's situations which i think really this breaks down to that i mean people pass away from using a lot of substances and kratom's in there too and they probably shouldn't have been using most of those things and honestly sure kratom shouldn't be one of them if you i mean like who we're, we're still learning about all the things that kratom interacts with and um why why wouldn't we want to know that and i think that really it comes back to this idea that the stigma behind kratom is in the medical field so it's like people are afraid that their doctor is going to view it as a negative thing in and of itself and not based on that person and that it's it's going to be a scary confrontation to tell this doctor that they're taking kratom and see their reaction and what does that mean after that you know what happens moving forward i just feel like the stigma behind kratom is causing more harm than good and maybe this is the situation in the doctor's office where kratom stigma becomes dangerous where kratom stigma itself becomes dangerous because if there's anyone you should be opening up to about the fact that you use kratom to see if it's dangerous or not to see if what you're doing if the decision you're making to use kratom is a good one or bad one or a neutral one If there's any place for that, any situation, it should be in the doctor's office. And if you don't feel comfortable enough to do that, if if millions of people are scared, or at least hundreds of thousands, I don't know the statistic, no one does, but if if many, many, many people feel scared to the point where they don't want to mention the fact that they take Kratom to their doctor, I think that 
it's a stigma problem and I think that that's dangerous. So that's kind of the point that I wanted to make today. And again, one of those episodes where I just kind of had to talk through my thoughts on this, but it's, it's, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. And I can certainly relate to this one. And I, I didn't tell my doctor that I was taking Kratom for a while. I was afraid. And, and it was really scary. And I mentioned it one day that I did. And, um, they, they had heard of it and they were a little bit skeptical of it and they looked into it more and they said at the end of the day, really, they were like, okay, well, my takeaway is, is that I don't know much about this stuff. I need to learn more about it. Uh, I don't, you know, I certainly am not recommending that you take this thing, but, um, uh, and it's not an approved supplement and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I'm glad that you don't have other prescriptions or you're not taking anything else, you know, at, at all. And so there's no interaction danger there. And and as a result of that, you know, they're doing my blood pressure. They're fine. I'm at perfect blood pressure. My height, my weight, everything's good. My reactions are good. My eyes look good. Like, I mean, it, there's no warning signs. And so they're like, well, let's um, I'd like to, you know, make sure that I know that this is the case and have it in the system. But they didn't say, stop taking it immediately. You're going to die tomorrow if you don't. They were just like, I don't know. I, I don't know about this. I don't recommend it, but, I, but I'll look into it more. And I was happy with that. That was a great reaction. I love it. They didn't, they didn't know much about it, and they weren't pretending to. And they had heard some things about it, and they weren't letting the stigma around that in the medical field get to their own personal research and decision-making around whether I should be using it or not at all. And um, the jury's still out on whether I should. And so if I were to drop dead tomorrow, <laughs> and I, you know, sincerely hope I don't on all days of, you know, Thanksgiving. <laughs> but if it were to happen, I would hope that no one blamed my doctor because they were skeptical and they voiced their opinion, but they were looking into it. And I would hope that no one blamed anyone else but me for my own decision of taking it. That said, I think the chances are pretty slim to nil. I feel great. Of course, it is definitely very important and worth noting that none of the content in this episode or any episode of this show is recommending or suggesting that anyone should use Kratom or any other substance in any way whatsoever. None of this is medical advice or medical claims. And uh, just know that Kratom is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition at all. End of story. Okay, everybody, we're going to be back tomorrow for a very short, brief, but lighter episode as it will be Thanksgiving Day. And I hope that you all have a great rest of your day today. Talk to you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.